Now, a report into Premier House suggests it's going to cost $30 million to properly fix up. And the report doesn't say that the place is uninhabitable, uh, but it does raise a lot of red flags, like there's no insulation in the walls, windows that are not properly sealed, unsustainable roofing, single glazing. Former Prime Minister J- uh, Jacinda Ardern was one of the ones who appo- was was the one who appointed a group of people to look into the work that needs to be done. And one of those people appointed is Annabelle, Annabelle Young, who's with us now. Hey, Annabelle. Hi, Heather. Now, why is it going to cost thirty million? Well, uh, the question, uh, the report does look at a number of phased options, but in the end, says the best solution is to. Uh, a big bang, basically, um, and because there are risks, if you delay, there are risks. So, for example, if you just said, "Oh, well, we'll continue with the status quo," you're still looking at about 27 million over 20 years because you've still got to do earthquake strengthening, re-roofing, repainting. There's a whole lot of stuff that just for carrying on as we are. Uh, was still a really expensive option because the place is so degraded. And then there are other options of doing maybe just the uh, area where the Prime Minister lives or maybe just the public areas. But but in the end, the most efficient way to do it is to do it all at once. So the, the report says that if, if, for example, you did it as a phased refurbishment, um, separating out all the different bits, it could um, it could end up costing you more like eighty million. Yes, just because stuff is slower and. But Annabelle, what are we doing? I mean, we're obviously not just doing a paint job and a few bathrooms here. Are we doing some structural stuff? Uh, well, so you've got a, a house which is not architecturally important, but which is historically important. And some of the historical areas have been really messed around with. So if you spent the full $30 million, uh, you would be able to uh, re- return some of the usable bits of the house back to being a useful house. I mean, the, the report says we think it should be used as the Prime Minister's residence. Yes. We should think the public areas should be available for functions. And but, but the way functions work has changed. So, for example, you no longer need a huge kitchen because food tends to be brought on site. But you do need media rooms. I mean, if you're going to have a meeting of heads of state in Premier House, you need... Yes. Uh, media but, but hang on, Annabelle. What, you what are you? Need those. Like, what are you doing? Are you going? Are you doing foundational work here? Oh, everything. Everything. The house has been neglected. Are you doing earthquake strengthening? It, this earthquake strengthening is needed. Whether you whether you do anything more or not, earthquake strengthening, re-roofing, I'm just trying and to, repainting. I'm are trying all to understand. Up. Look, I, I I'm I'm for doing this, but I just want to know what we get for our money. So, what is the biggest cost here that makes thirty million dollars? How does it get to that? Uh, well, it, it is, as you say, earthquake strengthening. And yeah. once you pull the place apart to earthquake strengthen, you might as well do the interior redecoration. Yes. And you might as well get make a better use of the space that's available. So, so we're, we're example, obviously, I mean, we're taking it back to the, to the stud, aren't we? And we're basically realigning rooms and, and changing the structure of the thing. There's some of that and not completely changing the structure of it, but returning some rooms to public use, whereas right. right now they're private use, but also making sure that there are offices for the staff, yeah, yeah. That, the, that the thing is fit for purpose. Are we and, adding and to the building? Uh, you'd be changing the building slightly, yeah. like improving the garaging so it's possible for the Prime Minister to get out of the car without being visible from uh, the town belt, for example. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so you can't get shot. That's probably a good idea. Hey, um, what is going on upstairs? Like, how bad is it up there? Uh, it is It is pretty grim. Uh, I personally think the kitchen is dangerous because there's cupboards over the sink, uh, over the uh, stove, so something caught a light on the stove, I think the whole building would come That's down. That's pretty much I, everybody's, I that's everybody's kitchen, uh, isn't it? It is, 
It is. Oh, oh I don't have cupboards over my stove. I've got cupboards over all my stoves. Oh, not, oh, not right over the stove. Um, anyway, uh, the the uh, it's it's not a functional space. And when when you, we've talked, the the group, the board talked to all the living prime ministers who have been in, lived in the building, and they all said the best thing about it is that it's close to Parliament. Yeah. But none of them thought it was a great place to live because it is just so horrible, and cold. Odd, oddly organised, and and cold and wet. And yeah. the, one of the problems that, that uh, Prime Minister Ardern faced is that you've got to go, the Prime Minister has to sort of go cap in hand to the Department of Internal Affairs every time they want so much of the leak fixed. Yeah, that's and, rubbish. And that is why the leaks get so bad. And so, so the governance structure is hopeless. You, you can't it? have the Prime Minister asking a clerical worker at DIA if they could please come and fix the leak. Is it, tr- is it true that when John Key asked for a new duvet when he was there, the person responsible for the linen went and bought one from an op shop? Yes. <laughs> how, yeah. how gross so when is I that? Grim, how bad, when I how bad was What kind of a duvet was it? Was it like a duvet? So, was it a duvet that still had like 90s pattern on it? Was it polyester? Give me the details. So, so I, I have not seen a duvet, but it reflects that there's no. Unlike, unlike Government House, for example, which has clearly got a budget for when there's a change of Governor-General and clearly got uh, people taking responsibility yeah. for that sort of stuff, the whole the whole of Premier House has been based on the Prime Minister going cap in hand for everything they need. Wow. And and it's just not a way to run something yeah. like that. So this you need crazy. you need a different governance structure, and that okay. is one of the recommendations in the, in the paper. The paper is quite... Uh, I mean, we took a. We were asked to take a very broad and deep view, and we have done that. So we've covered everything from the historical aspects. We've actually put together a history of the house, which no one had done before. Okay. There was no complete list of everyone who had lived in that house, uh, but right through to how sh- how how should it be governed? Well, should, he's I mean, hoping and there's Annabelle. all sorts of options. Yeah, he's yeah. hoping that they actually do um, release that report because I'd love to see it. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it, it's Annabelle Young. Premier House board member nominated by the National Party, apparently, to speak to us. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.